it up, turn 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 it up. I hate when I, I hate when that happens. I literally hate when I'm trying to play music. And, hold on. Nothing's worse when you're trying to play music and then you get a, a notification. Let me see what happened in fantasy football. And it's bullshit. I don't even need this. You know what? Hold on. Let's do the drops. Welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast. Let's get it. A podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Hosted by Key, aka Kimono, and Charlotte photographer Gavin B. Unscripted, keeping it real. Let's get it. Wrap it up. What? Shut up. Wait. So I can't pay an exposure? Hell no. Um, if you're listening to this, you already know what time it is. You already know what's what's going on. All right. Matter of fact, it's actually Friday and I'm recording this. And you probably, if I do this correctly, you're going to get this on a Friday. So you won't know what's going on. But I do want to welcome you to episode 133 of the Paid Exposure Podcast. I am your host, Gavin, a.k.a. Coke, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. Um, This episode will not be available on YouTube or TikTok or anywhere else. Why? Because I ain't doing video because I ain't got no haircut. My shirt is terrible i got a photo shoot in like an hour so i ain't got time to be doing all that shit but i do want to welcome you because today we're going to be talking about all things mini sessions um it's something i've been doing for the last few years it's something that i noticed was a trend um probably about three or four years ago and as of late it's like the latest hot trend um which i don't think will be around much longer because so many people are doing it wrong, but we'll get there. But before we get started, I do want to say something. Um, if you're paying attention to Instagram right now, um, they are dropping articles on how Instagram reels are magically losing views slowly but surely and actually fast for some other people. Right. So um, I was doing some research yesterday and I thought it was super interesting to realize that a lot of reasons why a lot of us are not getting the same amount of views is simply because your reels are all over the place. Some of us are photographers doing reels on let me let's just use full transparency, right? Um, I have a photography podcast, this one, but I also have a podcast on fatherhood and on black dads called the Black Dads Club. Be sure to check that out if you are a black dad or you have a baby by a black dad or you know a black dad. That should be everybody listening, right? And so, anywho, um, sometimes I will post reels from that onto my photography page. Now, Instagram for the last eight years or however long I've been on has noticed that I am a photographer. So now I'm coming in giving relationship advice or what I deem as advice or just talking shit. And now they're killing my views because they're trying to figure out, well, wait a second. We don't know who your audience to show this to because while your audience have for the last couple of years been photographers, they don't want to be seeing nothing about fatherhood because they ain't fathers. Granted, 70% of my audience is women are women, right? So yeah, they might not care about fatherhood tips and hacks and whatever. So, um, be careful with that. Also, if you are transporting videos from TikTok or Facebook to Instagram, they automatically going to kill that. And I know a lot of y'all are like, oh, what are they talking about the quality? I don't care. No, they kill it. 
Um, we know because we are photographers and some of us do videography that there's code codex that's in videos where they can read and know exactly, you know, Instagram only allows certain type of video qualities to be uploaded anyway with a certain codec in it, right? TikTok, I'm sure when you export from there, they have, you know, some code in there that's on the back end that when Instagram see it, they automatically know this comes from TikTok or Facebook or MySpace, wherever the hell y'all pulling shit from. So keep that in mind as well. Um, also, thought it was dumb interesting. Um, Peter Pixel, I think that's how you pronounce the name, P-E-T-A Pixel. They just did a release on, um, they talked to the head of Instagram and he said that he believes that Instagram has gone too far with supporting videographers, which is hilarious to me um, because um, y'all been on that type of time for the last couple of years. This ain't nothing new, right? I remember being on, dog, I forgot the app, but I remember like three years ago when um, whatever app I was on, they was telling everybody like, yo, videos is coming, videos is coming, get ready. Videos is coming. If you don't know how to use a video, you better learn now and Literally, that was four years ago, probably. And I remember I got on this app, I mean, this podcast two years ago and was like, hey, video's coming just to let y'all know. And it's funny that now the Instagram dude is saying like, yo, we might have went too far. Well, I knew y'all went too far when you started IGTV and then you got rid of it silently because nobody was posting long formatted videos. I don't come to Instagram for that. Right. But I knew what I was trying to do. Then you do it where, hey, you could post stuff like think about it. IGTV was trash because I had to download a whole nother app. Like it doesn't help that I have IG on my phone. I have to download IGTV to even upload the videos and to watch it. And nobody ain't doing that shit. That is ridiculous. So I thought that was super interesting. Hold on. Um, also, the iPhone 14 is coming out. Laws is in the studio. He's trying to order one right now. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> that's him in the background. I'm actually excited for this phone. I don't know why, probably because I like, now that I understand how to use the 4k 60 frames on my, um, phone, I really like it. If everybody got an Android, shut up. Nobody don't care. Y'all pictures suck. Um, I hate when droid people show me something on their phone. Cause I always look at it like the ghetto, like it's trash. Droids are actually trash, but, and the other thing is, I went to school for computer science, so I hate when people come up to me and try to explain to me um, some computer shit about droids, and I just look at them like, you don't even know what you just said, but it's all cool. Um, you trying to tell me that, you know, this chip, the software of this chip, and I'm trying to explain to you, that's actually hardware, but what's on it is, you don't even understand those differences, but that's all another joke, um, and the, the droid cameras actually suck. The fact that they allow y'all to do so many doggone um, edits. Oh, look, I bumped the saturation. Can your phone do that? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't need to. You needed to do that because your picture is trash. But anyway, um, the iPhone 14 is coming out. I imagine that, the, you know, the video in the pictures is going to be stupid. Um, I will not be getting one because I ain't got no money. That's a whole nother subject. Um, also, Adobe said they're going to try to create a new app for photographers i do not know if we need another photography app now instagram just said that they think that photographers are still relevant which says enough that he says he thinks um but then also this whole fact of adobe you know we already have a couple of instagram started off as a photographer's app right um and they quickly noticed that 
girls showing us that they were on vacations to stun on other chicks was even better. So they moved, they pivoted and they became a great app. Right. Um, I know a lot of us is on Vero or however you say it, V E R O. Um, I've been on there for a few years. It's trash. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, they, they like to promote, Hey, it's for photographers. There's no algorithm here. Um, the, the sucky part about it is photographers don't like being on apps where there's no clients at because some people are solely doing photography for money and I'm not here to judge those people congratulations to you bro sis you know whatever that's dope I'm not mad at you but I do understand that some of us um we like the fact that people that are not a part of the photography community can see our work can like it can shake our hands and say yo this is dope so when i'm seeing people post on that app and they hop right off because you know nobody's there right and then you you get in other people who you don't really like and i'm gonna be completely 100 percent. photographers ain't the most social sociable social people anyway right like it's not like it's a bunch of extroverts running around trying to go you know camping it's a lot of us who don't like people who like to be chill, who like to stay to ourselves, who like to stay out the cut. Um, and you got us on this app and we literally just share something. We go like somebody else stuff. If we see it, you, it's hard to see. You got to follow this person, whatever the big people are going to keep, keep it pushing. Right. Manny Ortiz is going to get a shit ton of likes on there. Um, Peter, whatever Pete, whatever his name starts with an M, he gonna get a bunch of likes on there because they have such a big following already when they say hey i'm on this app and they you know their network is just gonna follow them to the new app so it's gonna be super dope um but keep that in mind um oh the point is this sorry don't keep none of this shit in mind the point is this i'm looking at if that app ain't working and there's another photo app out there for photographers i get the name for us to see if y'all want to hop on there um if those not working adobe creating another app i don't know what they're gonna do differently especially if you can't get consumers to follow the photographers. Um, because photographers ain't going to do number size critique each other anyway. Now, the dope part about Adobe is they're saying that they might do it where you can elevate your smartphone pictures. Um, that's what this app is going to do. Now, the reason why that's weird to me is because you already have Lightroom Mobile, which is free, which is... If I take pictures on my phone, I can go in there and do everything I can do in Lightroom with it. So I don't get it. And then plus, it's like you're making an app for photographers. I don't know how many photographers really take their cell phone pictures that serious. Um, you know, y'all making, never mind. It's the reason why mirrorless cameras is doing what they're supposed to be doing and coming in and taking over. So y'all be careful that. Um, last thing before we get in these mini sessions, Canon is going after people for patents. So imagine that a lot of these, I would imagine a lot of these mirrorless lenses that's about to be compatible for Canon um, is about to be gone. And, you know, just different things because Canon want to keep all the money, which I ain't mad at. It's like part of me is not mad at it because I don't buy aftermarket cameras anyway. Um, I've always found that Canon makes the sharpest lenses where a brand to make the sharpest lenses for their brand, for their camera. Um, I'm not mad at people that rocks with the other things, but my favorite part is like when you go on like a Tamron lens or something, you go on their website and you look at reviews, it's like, Hey, not as sharp or not as crisp or just not the colors are not as good as the Nikon camera. I'm like, well, duh, but whatever. Yo, spend a couple of extra hundred dollars. You'd be good to go. Um, all right. The point of today 
I got to get back into these things of teaching my lessons or what I like to think of it. Um, I do in the next couple of weeks, I do want to do this whole logic of, yo, is your mentor export expert in what they're teaching? Um, I got this after the last conversation with Sierra and we were talking about um, people who are literally in this business that are not, who are positioning themselves as experts who actually aren't photographers is weird to me. But now we're getting to this thing where um, they're teaching things, they're hosting events, they're, they're going out in the marketplace, they're recruiting photographers to stand beside them so they look serious. And then you come to find out that, oh shit, they ain't take a picture in like six years, um, which is weird. Which isn't weird to me because some people, you know, one of the biggest things that somebody's told me and I, before we get to many sessions is, um, yes, you don't want to be a photographer for your rest of your life. Some people might, I don't know, not me. And that is what I said during the video. So I let me know how much they listen to it. But one of the things is, um, experts do position themselves that they don't have to work anymore, which I think is dope. Um, I definitely agree with it. There's a point in my life where I already see it, where I don't want to be taking pictures anymore. Right. But then once I do get to that point, kind of what C said, and I want to reiterate it is, are you teaching theory or are you teaching what you do? Imagine you going out and you hiring a photography mentor and they are telling you, hey, this is what I think is happening in today's society versus, hey, this is what really is happening. Um, when you're in college and you studying something, they are literally telling you what theories are and they telling you what people who are actually in the field are doing. Um, and then they're telling you their experiences from the past. A lot of experts are in photography and they haven't shot in so long. So but they're telling us that, hey, this is what it is. And they don't know because they ain't shot in so damn long. Um, that was my problem with Alex or well, my problem with the Alex is, sis, are you still doing this? That is my problem with. And we can just insert names. Y'all already know how I feel about a bunch of these folks out here. Are you an expert in the field that, you know, the field that you're offering mentor services in? I just want to know now. Um. Now that we got that all cleared up, many sessions is about to explode in this damn community. Now, um, I say that because I've been doing many sessions for a while. Um, I've worked for companies that do many sessions. Um, I do my own many sessions year round. Um, but as of late, especially in photographers of color groups, um, POCs, as I like to call them, photographers of color. Haha, <laughs> see what I did? Hold on, what did I laugh at? <laughs> um what i've noticed is we are now catching on on how lucrative um mini sessions can be let's keep it real why should you ever do a mini session you should do a mini session um a if you want the money or need the money you should offer it um mini sessions are Let's go ahead and let's talk about what a mini session is. A mini session is a regular photographer session, but it's at a cheaper price and a photographer is offering something way less. Some of that is time, deliverables, things of that nature. Now, I've seen photographers who offer, I'm just being completely honest with you. They might say, hey, my regular session is $800, but I'm offering 20 minute minis for $450. Um, excuse me. And that wouldn't even make sense because who the hell would ever do that? But it might be, hey, um, my regular hour session, let's say, is 
12, $1,300, but my mini session now is 400, you know what I'm saying? Um, and most times people, those individuals are doing it because maybe it's a slow month. They actually have time. Um, the holiday, you're going to notice a lot of photographers are going to start doing this shit a lot because the holidays is about to approach and people need Christmas gifts, right? And you're going to notice that as people get closer to Christmas, they're not going to be spending that much money on photography because they need it um, to buy gifts, to go places, to go on those family trips, to go to have fun during winter break. Somebody would rather go buy that damn iPhone than to book you. Now, I know y'all saw me in a photo group saying I could care less about my clients who are about to go get the side of phone. I, iPhone, excuse me. I want to say this. And I want to make this clear. This is when I really wish I had a video. Stop counting your clients pockets. You will kill yourself trying to count your clients' pockets. Either you got the value and they want to book you or you don't. You need to accept that today because if you don't accept it, you will burn yourself out, stress yourself out, give yourself anxiety, and you will drown in this business. Stop counting your clients' pockets. It is literally pointless. It's pointless. Um, so back to our schedule program. So when I look at mini sessions, um, I technically, in full transparency, I offer 25-minute sessions, right? Um, I've seen people offer as little as 15 minutes. I've seen people offer as many as 30 minutes. It's totally up to you. Um, but like I said, you're going to see a lot of this coming now. Fall is coming. The weather's about to turn. The leaves are going to be beautiful. Um, then, like you said, like I said, excuse me, Christmas is going to come. Another time I've noticed these is around Easter, um, Mother's Day, and pretty much it never happens during the summer. It's too damn hot. Um, and you got to pick out when it makes sense for you, but I want to talk about how you can maximize profit during many sessions. Cause I see a lot of people doing it wrong. They pick a random day. They have no rhyme or reason. They post it. Nobody books it in the first few days. So they cancel it and then they piss and they I was about to say the B word. They, they cry about it for the next two weeks. Right. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Let's actually get into how you make how you can maximize the most during your mini sessions. So the number one thing I want to always say is you got to set it up correctly. Make sure this pops, right? When I look at mini sessions, you need to pick a date. First of all, you need, first of all, before we get started, you need to have a thing. Why are you doing mini sessions? Um, are you doing it for the fall? Do you want it? All right, cool. So if you know the leaves turn, you can typically say, hey, it's going to be cooler. The leaves are going to be pretty. Second week of October, that means you need to be planning second week of October to do your mini sessions, meaning that you probably need to start out a month early to start promoting it, and we'll talk about that later. So you need to know your thing. Once you know your thing, pick out your date. Once you pick out your date, you need to pick out your time slots. Time slots are very important. They're not the most important. I ain't even going to try to get into what where they find out into it. But time slot durations is important. You need to account for people showing up late. It will happen. I don't care. We got to get out of this. Oh, my clients, they know to show up on time. Okay, that's beautiful. That's why you ain't got none. Um, clients will show up late. Clients, and also you need to, um, will we get there? Um, clients will show up late. You need to make sure they got somewhere to park. Do they got to walk to you? What if you're in a great groove and you don't want to just break it because you know, all right, I can upsell them later on such such and such. Um, do you have a buffer? Now, for me, you can book every 30 minutes, but my sessions only last 25 minutes. The reason why, so I have five minutes to get you the hell up out of there or allow somebody else to come in if they want to change, things of that nature. So keep that in mind. 
Um, once you, and then you need to figure out what are we doing? Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, twenty-five, thirty, ten, whatever the case may be. Um, pick you out a great location, one that fits your thing. Um, and be careful because I've done, I've worked, I used to work for a company that did many sessions and I remember they had us, if you're familiar with Charlotte, they had us in Freedom Park. And, um, if you're not familiar with Charlotte, Freedom Park is one of these parks that has probably about five different ways you can get into the park. And if you're from Charlotte, you understand that a is multiple ways to get in the park. So what used to end up happening is people would go to wherever they felt comfortable with. Now the people who was a part of this mini session team they're from new york so they don't know nothing about this part they know one entrance allegedly right and so i'm telling people hey you need to meet me here but what was ended up happening was people was going way in the wrong area not getting there on time and it was a hassle so keep in mind about that with location is it somewhere easy for people to park do they got to pay to park that's another thing keep that in mind um and because like i said somebody's gonna show up late somebody might not show up at all you got it. That's why we're going to talk about pricing in a little bit. Well, speaking of, let's talk about pricing. What's your price look like? Um, a lot of people do sit in fees where it's like, hey, for me to show up, you got to spend a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars to sit, and then you buy your pictures. Some people do it where no, it's three hundred dollars. It includes this many pictures. Keep that in mind. Figure out a price that makes sense for you. The easiest way I look at it is like, how much money are you trying to make for that day? What is your goal? Hey, I'm doing mini sessions. Do you want to make two thousand a day? You want to make three thousand a day? You want to make five thousand a day? You figure that out, because then you could say, Hey, this is what my sitting fee is, and this is how I can upcharge later, or this is just the base baseline fee. Keep that in mind. It'll be it'll be dope. So keep it in mind. Um, and then, depending on where you at, whether it's studio, whether it's outdoor, go ahead and get you some props. Throw that thing up in there, and then uh, trust me, people always come back. The number one thing that other photographers don't have is props. So if I'm doing a fall session and, you know, I ain't got no fake pumpkins and all that other stuff, then what ends up happening is people are just sitting there. And we got to hope that it looks good. So keep that in mind as well. Um, so that's the setup. So setup, let's keep in mind price, props, your location, your time, and your date. Keep those in mind, especially the date is going to be the easiest part. The hardest part probably for you is going to be price and the next important thing is the time and location. Um, please keep that in mind. All right. Let's say we got all that straight. October 17th is the time. I'm going to be doing shots every 30 minutes from 10 to 3. Um, I know it's at Uptown Park. I'm just naming out stuff. Um, it's 300 a session. And I got me a couple of props for kids and adults, things of that nature. The next thing is, how do I get this out to the masses? My number one thing, I always start with old clients first. They are the easiest people to book this. That means you hop in on your newsletters, you hop in on your referrals, you send the text message out, you let people know. Old clients are going to book this because they already know how you work. They've already seen your work. They know who you are. They, it's already a trust level with, it, with you. If you do not have a mailing list, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you need, to, you need to start a newsletter like yesterday. So keep that in mind. Go ahead and get you that newsletter. Figure out a way that you can reach out to those people. I like my email list. I always, every time I do a mini session, I reach back out to my friends and family um, and past mini session people and past clients. And I say, hey, I have this coming soon or it's here. I'm going to announce it next week, but I wanted to give y'all first dibs. People, they book up. 
sometimes, and I even had this one time where I had to cancel um, all the promo I went in, went into booking my mini session because all my older past clients had signed up for it. Sometimes what it allows you to do is say, damn, do I need to add more times or do I need to add a second day? And I promise y'all it's quick, easy money. So keep that in mind as well. Um, then you got to go to social media. I always post it. Don't expect a bunch of likes, especially if you post in flyers or past pictures. Also, go ahead and get you some. Do a fake photo shoot. Get your friend, your family, your homegirl, your homeboy. Get his kids. You know, her, uh, grab her and the dog. Do these. Do like a little mock photo shoot so you can have some images to be able to share across the world and say, hey, look, this type of style mini session is coming soon. And keep it generic. Also, shoot the people you're trying to attract. Do not have your ghetto-ass cousin come up on here taking pictures in the mini session if you don't want her and her homegirls to come up here and book. Um, don't have dogs in a mini session if you don't want the person, um, if you don't want dog families to just book you for their dogs. Just keep that in mind. Um, book the people you want to book. Um, this is a great time that if you got a friend that's of a different race, different background, and you want to open this up to everybody, this is the cool part, cool time to say, hey, look, you know, get those individuals in your your pictures so you can say, hey, I'm having a little bit of diversity. Boom, knock that out. So think about socials, think about marketing picks. Um, make sure you send out your emails. And then you need maybe really consider uh, making a landing page for folks. So if they want more information, because maybe they don't know you, maybe you're running an ad on Facebook and somebody like, oh, this is a great deal. Never heard of this photographer. Let me click more. You don't want them to click and just see, start seeing how do I book. I don't know you. So why don't I get a learn more page so I can learn more about, you know, somebody can come here and they can learn. Oh, OK, this is Gavin. All right. This is what they do. Oh, OK, now I see their website. They got more stuff on here. Oh, this is actually, you know. A legit photographer, not some random Google ad that I just saw. So keep that in mind. And finally, you need to get ready for your shoot. That day is going to be hectic. It can be super easy, but it can be super hectic. Um, it's going to be, you're going to be running that day. So what I always keep in mind is make sure as soon as somebody sign up, within 24 hours, send them a confirmation link. Hey, want to let you know I received this. I want to thank you for coming. Um, I want to thank you, excuse me, for signing up. This is the information. I just want to confirm this. Also, be aware that you will receive um, an email later to confirm the shoot. So keep that in mind. Um, I've noticed that I like to do questionnaires now. Because I am a maternity photographer, I do get a lot of folks that will hit me up. Um, and they will book a mini session for their maternity shoot. It's cool for me to know that when they come in. Not that I would ever stop them, but I can kind of know what to expect. Um, some people come in, they bring in a little kid. I don't shoot kids, you know, why well, don't shoot kids under two. So it's cool for me to know that, oh shoot, I need to prepare myself differently. I still won't stop them because they signed up. They've already paid boom, whatever. Um, and also we talk about this every day and I want to dive into this a little bit. Um, and I don't want to sound like a broken record. If you're not upselling at the end of your photo shoots, you leaving so much money on the table. Your clients are thankful, but then they're mad because they realize like, oh shoot, now I have to go and do more work. Now I have to go get prints. Now I have to go get a photo album. Now I have to, where the hell do I go get this from? Upsell, upsell, upsell. If you can, upsell. Figure out a way. So the way I like to look at upselling is um, my mini sessions 
they would come with so many pictures, right? And then I would send them picture packages. I would send them photo album packages. Um, they can buy prints. They can purchase the prints. They can do whatever, and we're good to go. Keep that in mind. That's the easiest way to make an extra two or $300 off the back end of your mini session. Keep that in mind. Please do. Please do. Um, and that's pretty much it for today. I hope that works for y'all. If you got any questions, please DM me. I love talking to y'all. Um, DM me. Yo, whoever is doing all this, you can go to hell. The people can go to hell who do all this, uh, y'all want to buy your house. And then they don't want to give me, you know, three times what it's worth. Like what I want, rather. Not what it's worth. Because I want some real, real money. Um, anyway, I want to thank y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure uh, you send this to another photographer. Make sure you tag me in your mini sessions. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. And shout out to Jamar for sending me the song. I was thumbing through the, I was thumbing through the stacks for real. I've been running on a, uh, I've been running on a track for real. I ain't never really let for real. You ain't never touch a pack for real. Couple niggas have my back for real. Now I'm about to pay back for real. Niggas take a really back.